criminal. I'm gonna write up a stogie before we get into this. What's causing all this? song called Criminal by Fiona Apple, who was uh, getting major radio play for about a week or two uh, in the late 90s. I swear, that period from late 90s till now has produced more one or two hit wonders than any period in musical history. A musical style or genre will come from out of nowhere and it'll be all the rage for a day or two and record companies and executives will sign anyone and everyone that has that style or look and then they toss them aside like trash. Now I was thinking, man, my favorite band Guns N' Roses could fall into that category, but then I realized they had a stretch of uh, about five or six albums there from 1986 or 7. I think Appetite came out in 87. And right before that there was uh, like a self-produced independent record that uh, uh, Geffen told them to put together uh, on their own label called uh, Uzi the, the CD was was it li- yeah live live via suicide and the name of the independent record label was Uzi suicide so they had that then they had appetite. And then in between Appetite and the two epic uh, Use Your Illusion albums, they had uh, GNR Lies. So there's one, two, three. And then, of course, you had Use Your Illusion one and two. That's five. And then after Use Your Illusion, they had the punk cover tune album, Uh, the spaghetti incident and then (laughs) they essentially faded into obscurity because Axel was an asshole but I'm not here to talk at you about music I just happened to find a song that goes along with this theme or at least the name of the song Criminal by Fiona Apple Uh, really right now the fentanyl crises in America Crisis. The opioid crisis. The drug addiction. The heroin. Is terrible. And. 
when it was just in the inner cities, when it was just in the hood, when it was only on the coasts, nobody gave a shit. And I think that's tragic because we didn't sweat the small stuff. We didn't pay attention to the details. Then it came into the Midwest uh, and crack came in. Opioids, opioid-based medication uh, in the form of uh, oxycontin or oxycodone came available to the public, was pushed on doctor's offices. In fact, my, as I was going through my stepdad's final paperwork, uh, when he was going into hospice care, rest his soul, I found a pain chart that was produced by the Oxycontin Oxycodone companies and passed out to doctor's offices. And it was a series of smiley faces from one to 10. How much is your pain? And of course, the first one was a zero or a one and a big smiley face. And then the, the last one was a big frowny face. It might have been one through five, uh, whatever it was. But I, I had seen this very chart on a Hulu docu-series about the opioid crisis, and it just brought back uh, memories. And I've lost many a friend to opioid addiction, and some were people that just like to get high. Some people I've met were people that started out on painkillers, and the doctors said, well, your, your, your shoulder or your hip is healed now. You shouldn't be in any more pain, and they just drop you off of the oxy. Well, your body can't adjust, so they got start looking for oxy. Sometimes they don't find oxy, they find heroin. But another uh, medication, a drug, that is in this family is fentanyl. And this caught my eye. It's from the New York Post. I just call them the fentanyl sisters, but wow. The headline reads... Sisters Kimberly Guadalupe Torres Marin, it might be Marin, Marin, I'm going to say Marin because I'm from Ohio, and that's how it's spelled, M-A-R-I-N. Uh, so Kimberly Guadalupe Torres Marin and Alexa Torres Marin allegedly caught with 850,000 fentanyl-laced pills. And they're actually not bad-looking girls. They kind of got uh, the, the black ring around their eyes, so they're probably strung out. But maybe once they're in prison, they'll get help and get straightened up. Uh, Nice-looking Latina young ladies. So two Arizona sisters were indicted this week after deputies allegedly found, they haven't been convicted yet, so they have to use the word alleged, 
allegedly found over 850,000 counterfeit pills laced with fentanyl inside a vehicle that they were traveling in towards Phoenix last month. Authorities did not state what type of pills those what type of pills those discovered were supposed to emulate. So the drug traffickers the drug processors, the manufacturers of this stuff, they're making uh, fentanyl pills and using the same machinery to make pills that the drug companies use so they can be sold on the streets and be a little harder to detect by police. Oh, that's just my, you know, hemorrhoid medication. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I use hemorrhoid term because these people are a pain in the ass. Kimberly Guadalupe Torres Marin, 26, and Alexa Torres Marin, 19, were each indicted by Maricopa, a Maricopa County grand jury with one count of sale or transportation of narcotic drugs, a Class II felony, according to an announcement from the Maricopa County Attorney's Office on Monday. The two women, reportedly sisters, according to Arizona family, or AZ family, were arrested on August 24th in Maricopa, after, pardon me, Maricopa County Sheriff's deputies allegedly found the stash in a duffel bag. The bags were in the vehicle the women were traveling in towards Phoenix. To shed light on the fentanyl crisis, the Maricopa County Attorney's Office said in it will be spearheading a free public community forum on September 27th. Okay. Experts on fentanyl will help educate parents and teens on the dangers of drugs. Good for the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. Then we have some pictures that um, I'll post on my Facebook and Twitter, or on my Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. By the way, remember to like, share, and subscribe to this video. I think I forgot to say that. Fentanyl is highly addictive and can be lethal even in a small amount uh, if a small amount is ingested or smoked. Two out of five counterfeit pills that come across the border are laced with fentanyl. These drugs are being marketed toward youth in the most prolifer proliferous ways and being produced in candy-like colors. Much like the, the regular drug companies, these cartels want to start their victims young, get them hooked, so they have a customer for life. These two young ladies were very low-level people in the drug business. They were what would be referred to by police and druggies as mules. They would get a large amount of drugs from 
a cartel, a distributor, okay? Like Walmart has huge distribution centers where millions of products are stored and then shipped by the thousands to stores. Drugs are the same way. There are drug distribution centers. The mules will pick up the large amount of drugs, take it to the supplier. The supplier passes out to the dealers, so on and so forth. It's an elaborate business, the drug business is. Listen to this. Last month, the Drug Enforcement Agency, DEA, has been sounding the alarm of the emerging trend of brightly colored rainbow fentanyl, rainbow fentanyl in quotes, pills used by the cartels seemingly to market the candy-like substance to children. United States Customs and Border Patrol, Border Protection, pardon me, uh, director for the port of Nogales, Arizona, said his officers stopped five loads totaling approximately 400,000 fentanyl pills over the weekend. Of that amount, 30,000 were rainbow colored. Loads also consisted of 152 pounds of meth. So, I wonder if that's my Uncle Tom. There's a Tom Morrow at the top of this, <laughs> the top of this article posting. Well, let's see what maybe Uncle Tom said. Instead of putting all these drug dealers in prison, whatever illegal drugs they have when caught, just force them to eat them all. This sounds like my Uncle Tom. I don't know if this is, but it fucking sounds like him. This will end the crowded prisons, prison, us having to pay for them in prison. Once they know they will have to eat the illegal drug and die, maybe that will stop. I think this is my Uncle Tom who wrote this. Not a bad idea, whoever you are. Possible uncle. So the uh, DEA at DEA.gov, which I'll post this on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John, but they have a summary out of how these drugs come into these United States. All right, keep this here, homies. Keep this here, homie. My cigar go out already? Man, this left shoulder is killing me. It's like it doesn't want to move. It doesn't hurt. Hold on, I gotta read late. Here, I'll turn up Slim Shady. In fact, let's just take a break real quick. Slim Shady. All right. So the executive summary of this report from the DEA shows us where and how drugs come into the United States. 
The flow of fentanyl into the United States in 20, 2019 is more diverse compared to the start of the fentanyl crisis in 2014, with new source countries and new transit countries emerging as significant trafficking nodes. This is exuberating the already multi-faceted fentanyl crisis by introducing additional source countries into the global supply chain of fentanyl, fentanyl-related substances, and fentanyl uh, precursors. Further, this complicates law, the law and this complicates law enforcement operations and policy efforts to stem the flow of fentanyl into the United States. While Mexico and China are the primary source countries for fentanyl and fentanyl-related substances trafficked directly into the United States, India is and is emerging as a source for finished fentanyl powder and fentanyl precursor chemicals. And there's a chart here showing you where and how fentanyl is transported between countries and ultimately into the United States. Mostly going in, there's three major outlets in Mexico in this diagram, two in Canada, so we can't leave the Canucks out of this, and then there are two that are just across the border, it appears, and maybe one on the border and one on the other side of the border with Mexico. They didn't really define the borders real well. I'm not going to shove my face into the camera to get a better look. So let's just look at this. China currently remains the primary source of fentanyl and fentanyl-related substances trafficked through international mail. So why not just put drug-sniffing devices at every international mail port? Drug dogs. They even have machines that can sniff out drugs now. Excuse me, an express consignment operations environment, as well as the main source for all fentanyl-related substances trafficked into the United States. Seizures of fentanyl sourced from China average less than one kilogram in weight and often test above 90% concentration of pure fentanyl. Pure fentanyl will fucking kill you outright. Okay. Mexico, we've, we've got a new um, abbreviation by the, the Federales. Mexico, TCOs, which stands for Transnational Criminal Organizations. That means the Mexican Mafia, the Mexican cartels, the Chinese Mafia, groups like that, gangs, etc., etc., are producing increased quantities of fentanyl and illicit fentanyl tablets with some TOCs using increasingly sophisticated clandestine laboratories and processing methods, i.e. 
laboratory grade glassware, unregulated chemicals, and industrial sized tablet presses. Remember in the last article I said they were pressing the fentanyl into pills and then as it's transported and people get busted with it, they want to give the appearance to law enforcement that it's just a, a, just a pill. It's just grandma's pills. But we're not buying that. So that's Mexico. 2017, the DEA provided information to India's Doctore Revenue Intelligence Director Directorate, pardon me, I think I, I over-pronunciated there. India's Directorate of Revenue Intelligence, resulting in the takedown of an illicit fentanyl laboratory in Indore, India in 2018. DEA reporting indicates an Indian national associated with Sonola Cartel, intentionally supplied the organization with fentanyl precursor chemicals NPP and N or pardon me ANPP after which a Chinese national also affiliated with the Sinola cartel would synthesize the fentanyl and traffic it from India to Mexico so this is a growing business for international uh, drug dealers, international cartels, uh, transnational criminal organizations. So how do we solve this? How, we can sit here and talk about it all day. And then we'd be about as productive as Congress and the government at dealing with this. One way is... completely shut down the southern border. Now I'm not just talking about illegal immigrants. Not This isn't racial. In fact, if it's coming across the Canadian border, shut that border down too. Oh no, you're, you're talking crazy right-wing shit here. No, I'm talking about saving lives. And unless the United States is able to make the world realize they need to deal with this problem it's not going to stop and Americans are not going to stop dying from this so when I say shut down the southern border I mean you can leave but you can't come back now if you're an American citizen yeah, there would need to be exceptions to go visit family and relatives and things. But you're going to be thoroughly searched on your way back in. But why don't we make it a little more difficult or less enticing for American businesses to do business in Mexico? Listen. Even if you shut down the southern border, I do want to say this. Some of these Mexican cartels do have sophisticated submarines 
that can hold one person and a lot of drugs and they can go underwater and slip into the United States uh, around the coast. But that's not the major pipeline. That's a very small part of it. Stop trade with China, Mexico, and India, as well as any other country where dope is processed and sent to the United States. You think it's, I'm talking crazy, radical right-wing stuff. Think about this, though. These other countries, yeah, they, China and India and Russia, they've started a, a trade deal with one another. That's all well and good. But the world in general needs the United States because we're still one of the largest economies. And if we didn't outsource so much manufacturing uh, of legitimate medications, by the way, like your generic pills, a lot of uh, the medication your doctor prescribes you comes from China. In fact, almost all of it. If we brought that manufacturing back to the United States... A lot of Americans would be very rich. A lot of Americans would have good paying jobs. We're the only country on this earth that can sustain itself. If you look from coast to coast, the lower 48 alone, we have the most diverse country on earth. Everything from desert to fertile farmland to an elaborate infrastructure of roads, bridges, highways, byways, uh, in internet, cellular communications, the best infrastructure in the world. There are other countries that are equal, but none better. That's just our infrastructure, our natural resources. We were producing just a few years ago, enough oil and natural gas to sustain ourselves and then ship it to other countries. We have enough farms. We don't need to have ground beef that comes from China to the United States. Take care of the local family farmer. We can't... We can easily go back to small family farms providing the, the meat and the vegetables to towns and cities in the United States. We don't have to bring in wheat and bread, uh, well, wheat, flour, meats from other parts of the world. We just don't. We have a want and a need in this country for manufacturing jobs. All your tennis shoes that are made overseas could be made here in the United States. All your shirts, clothing, all of that could be made here. And there are Americans who want to work those jobs. There are American companies that could easily, through tax breaks, 
open in this country and you would have the bustling, booming American economy that we had before outsourcing became all the rage in, in corporate America because of government greed and corporate taxation. Trade only with countries that have a similar or favorable drug policy to the United States. Let's, uh, in this article, or was in the, this, deep, well, never mind. We did give a report to the Indian government about fentanyl. They shut the fentanyl factory down. If they continue to go after the fentanyl and drug drugs that are being made and sent to the United States, let's do business with India. But let's make it clear to every country, if your drug policy is, hey, fuck it, let's kill as many Americans and line our pockets with money, because don't be fooled. The reason the cartels are so powerful in Mexico is because Mexican police, offic uh, government officials, whatever their version of the DEA is, they're corrupt and paid off by the cartels. And if they don't accept the cartel's payments, the cartel just kills them and next man up will take our bribe. But if we shut down that Mexican border, you're not coming in. You're not bringing any goods or services into the United States is what I'm talking about. Any truck shipping container that wants to cross the border from Mexico to the United States, no, you're not getting in. One, because the cartels use those shipping containers, semis, to ship drugs in. But two, you hurt Mexico enough economically, suddenly they'll start cracking down on those cartels and go into a literal war with the cartels, which is what needs to happen. We need to fight it like it's as if it were a world war and a total war. Members of the cartels have to be shot and killed and their crops, their drugs, their factories, their warehouses burned to the ground and destroyed, just like it were a war. We have to have, you would have to literally have bombing campaigns and target the drug warehouses and drug uh, factories to stop this. But that's far-fetched, will never happen, but there's no other way. The cartels are that powerful and that big. But if we shut down that border with Mexico, and I'm speaking of trade, money, money talks and bullshit walks, then you'll see Mexico's drug policy change real fucking quick. You're not just blaming Mexico. It doesn't matter if it's Germany, France, Great Britain, Mother Russia. I'm not from Russia and she's not my mother. It's just an old saying from Nikolai Volkov. 
if you shut down trade with any country that supplies dope to the United States, their drug policies will change in a heartbeat. And then we can get this drug epidemic that's worldwide stomped out. So this has been a little longer of a podcast than what I've been trying to do, but this is a a significant subject. God bless you all. Pray for one another and uh, love somebody. Be the reason somebody feels loved. Thank you very much. Jam out here with a little tunage. I have to write this damn thing again. I don't know what song this is. That's a good beat to it. to a house party in the late 90s this would be playing alright now I have to see this oh Pony by Genuine huh